This is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Walter Gaynor II, Creative Director of Boss Locks. Hello, welcome to the show. Today is a special episode of the show. It's Lead That Thing Meets Boss Locks. So I'm here with Walter Gaynor II, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Walter to introduce himself. Hey, yeah, uh, my name is Walter Gaynor II. Um, I am the host of Boss Locks, which is another podcast. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here and speak with you. Thanks, Walter. And for those of you, we're going to be doing a joint podcast, as Walter said, for those of you that haven't met me, my name is Aruna Krishnan. I host a podcast called Lead That Thing, and uh, it is for aspiring leaders. So that kind of segues into the mission of our shows. Yes, yeah. So um, I connected with you because one, actually, was listening to your show and was like, oh, wow, it's almost like the perfect complement to what I'm doing. Because um, for those who don't know, Boss Locks are all about redefining professionalism and proving that natural hair and professionalism do coexist. And we do that by speaking to leaders who do have natural hair and in these spaces. So it was really cool to, um, or so it's thought it'd be really cool for like our listeners to hear each other's um, shows and really create this super pack of knowledge for <laughs> them to consume. Yeah, that's great. And I felt the same way because when I heard the mission of your show, it aligns with mine in the sense that my show is, uh, it uh, it's supposed to inspire aspiring leaders and uh, I do that by inviting leaders that have made it made it in their journey to the top levels and and they help provide advice to aspiring leaders as well as current leaders on uh, things that they can do to make it up in their leadership journey. What were the challenges that they faced and how they solved them? So then giving them all that, like you said, super pack of knowledge of how to take that next step into leadership. So uh, Walter, tell me a little bit about your story on what prompted you to uh, launch your podcast. Was, was there something in your experience that made you say, I want to launch this podcast? Yes, it was um, definitely a journey. So this really all started from my journey. So um, I have locks. I started them in 2007 when I was still in middle school. And Basically, throughout my journey, you know, you always have people like, oh, your hair is cool. And like, sometimes you might get a little negative feedback. For the most part, everyone loves it. I loved it. And it also really helped me just grow as a person. But um, as I started getting older, and when I was in college, just getting ready to graduate, step into the workforce, the kind of conversation started to change a little bit. Um, A lot of times people with natural hair, you hear like, oh, if you're going to these job interviews, you might have to cut your hair, change your hair um, to kind of fit in more, to be more professional. And that was just something that I wasn't going to do at all. Um, I knew that there were people out there who still had their natural hair, their locks, and were doing just fine. But at the same time, I honestly didn't know how that could happen. Um, I graduated around 2016, and around that time, the U.S. Circuit Court, they basically ruled that companies can um, decide not to hire you just based on your hairstyle. So I was like, okay, I'm about to go in just out of college. Um, had a little bit of experience, it's not a lot, but um, 
I wanted to get ahead in the interview where I'm competing against people from all over the world mm -hmm. and did not want my hair to really um, um, interfere with that. But I just didn't know how to bridge those two together. So I just started reaching out to people that I knew to um, hear about their stories and how they got to where they were just to try to learn. Like I was really nervous um, mm -hmm. looking up top 10 interview tips for people with locks is just not finding anything online. So I just mm -hmm. had to resort to people. And so I think it was my dad actually, who really pushed me to take some of these conversations and do something with it. So mm -hmm. that's really how boss socks was formed. It started from my own curiosity yeah. um, on how to kind of become accepted as I am. And I figured that other people might have the same experiences. So mm -hmm. um, since then, it's really grown into something really beautiful. And I'm really glad to be able to share it with the world. No, that's great. That's great. And uh, you serve as a, uh, a reference and a role model that, you know, that locks should really not stop you from achieving your goals. And that's great. And coming to my story is, is really similar too. it's coming from my personal journey of not really feeling that I was uh, in a position to lead. And I, I've talked about it in a couple of my other shows. My biggest factor that held me back was my imposter syndrome. So no matter how much I had in terms of talent, it was just me questioning myself and not feeling comfortable to take that next step. And it's to bring an awareness of that problem because people who have imposter syndrome don't realize that they have it because everything they achieve they just trivialize it because they think if i can do it then it's not a big deal right so it's to bring awareness that this is a problem that exists but at the same time also helping people to say like well, what do i need to do to get past that and be inspired by the stories of people who have made it in their journey and and also learning like from these leaders that they had their own challenges i talked to a leader who suffered abuse but yet that abuse like powered her to be where she is today so just to know that you don't really need to stop yourself it's it's about believing in yourself and taking that step forward so the goal in that sense of for my show is to hopefully inspire people who are thinking about leadership and don't let themselves stop themselves from getting there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you're doing is so important. And just to add on, imposter syndrome is something that I personally just discovered last year and I had no idea that's what I had been feeling. Like, like I said, I, in 2016, I was asking people these questions. So I've been working on stuff for a while, but it wasn't until really end of last year, beginning of this year, that I actually started to feel comfortable. Like, okay, maybe I actually can be that person who yeah. kind of puts this forward. And right. I think your show is like so cool because I'm realizing there's like so many people are experiencing that, whether they're in like a corporate space, right. um, starting their own business, want to. Mm -hmm. um, or just want to become a better version of themselves. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people experience that and they just don't even know it. Right, right. And it gives you hope that, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. Even people who are successful, they've had those fleeting moments and, and they've, they, that has driven them further to say, no, I'm going to do this, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, 
I, I just know, like, I think a lot of people, in addition to that, I think there's also a self-esteem aspect to it as well. So there's just a mm-hmm. couple different um, feelings and emotions floating in there. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, um, this past Tuesday, released an episode with the King of Locks. They call himself, he's a loctician, but he really defines himself as a self-esteem specialist. Because mm. one thing with people, um, and I think this is really across the board, but something that I know in the black community with natural hair, um, our hair, we don't even realize it, but as we continue on our journey, it really adds to our self-esteem. Mm. Like, like when I first started my locks, um, they, were, they were tiny. And yeah. as they grew, like sometimes I'd have one, just one, that yeah. would just stick up like an antenna, like tiny antenna. Yeah. And I'd be in random conversations with people and all of a sudden just like pop up. And it was just super <laughs> awkward. <laughs> like people usually call it like the ugly stage, I think of the locks oh. thing. But, and, but I think as you continue to grow in your hair, you start to realize that your hair is not ugly at all. And yeah, right. it might do some weird things with kind of like this personality yeah. to it as well. So, right. um, yeah, we, um, there's a lot of things I think that we as a society need to unlearn and really start appreciating oh, yeah. ourselves a lot more from imposter syndrome, self-esteem, kind of the need to conform mm-hmm. to other people's standards. Um, you know, yeah. that's one of the big things, um, with my show is just helping people realize that they don't have to conform because while, um, not just your hiring manager, but your family and friends may want to be like, no, you maybe shouldn't do that. I mean, keep your hair as it is because um, you might not get what you want. I mean, there's yeah. people out here doing some amazing things with their hair, mm-hmm. um, with hair, no hair, just all <laughs> sorts of things with college degrees, no college degrees. There's just mm-hmm. so many things that I think we have in mind that we think that we need to mm-hmm. kind of feel fulfilled and feel validated by others and mm-hmm. just trying to help people realize that hey the, the jig is up you don't need all these things you don't have right to um, right yeah that's that's a great point about conformity and you know i i i think there's beauty in being yourself you know being yourself because everybody is unique everybody brings a different perspective to the table. So even if we're talking about the corporate world and we talk about this all the time is we need diversity of thought. And so mm-hmm. diversity, diversity of thought comes from different backgrounds, different educations, different ages, different viewpoints. And if you have Uh, more of a diverse set of people looking at your problem or being in a being in a team you're more likely to get better solutions and better results for your own company than you have like uh, a homogenous employee group and you can call them employee one through hundred they do exactly the same thing where is there going to be innovation in a space like that there's not going to be i I think you will fall very far behind. So in that situation, I think it's great that you bring that different kind of perspective. And then if you're feeling that there's an expectation of that conformity, I think it opens up an opportunity for you to educate people on who you are 
beyond just your locks, right? And, and that's part of the problem is they're looking at just a physical aspect and they're not going behind who is Walter and what does Walter bring to the table, right? And uh, on that note, with it's, it's, it starts with you, right? To say like, I can't teach somebody that I'm not ready to conform unless I believe that that's not a thing that I need to do, right? So I need to, first of all, discover who I am, make sure like, what am I comfortable with? Who am I? What do I bring to the table? Embrace that, be completely comfortable with who I am. And when you get to that point, then just be, right? And mm, the right. world will thank you for just being because you don't have all this baggage. You don't have all this hesitation. It's just you, you know, and you can bring more to the world by just being you. That is so true. And I think that's something that it's kind of funny because we always hear that, but I think people don't truly understand what it means. It's like people will give suggestions like, yeah, just go in confidence, be yourself. I'm like, oh, what is that? So <laughs> I think people feel like they all of a sudden have to turn it on, but I think one thing's cool about your show and mine is that it really is a journey. Like I know with Boss Locks, this is like, I don't want people to think that I was just born with confidence and everything. This <laughs> truly is a journey. And my podcast is almost like my own journey to truly understanding that from episode one, you could hear like the shakiness in my voice just <laughs> speaking to her. Right. This is um, my first person was somebody who I've known forever, but I was still so nervous coming on. Like, should I even be here interviewing her? Right. So now I'm feeling a lot more confident and mm -hmm. just being yourself. I think, um, I mean, just with hair and kind of how you said, kind of getting beyond the locks. Mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting because when we go into these environments and settings, really just everyday life, you know, our physical appearance is what's the first thing that we see. Our hair mm -hmm. is very noticeable. Like you can't hide that. Mm -hmm. You can wear mm -hmm. hats, but it's still hard to hide these things. But, right. um, and it's not a bad thing. I think it's good. And, I think that adds to the uniqueness. Um, I think the mm -hmm. problem is when people stop at the physical. Right. Um, and even when people are looking for diversity, you know, there's a big push for diversity inclusion now. So we're like, mm -hmm. yes, we need more, we need more. But I think people oftentimes still stop at that front, um, like the skin color, your hair, everything. Mm. But that real, I think what people really need and really looking for is that value, kind of that who you really are. Right. And that's like your personality, your character your professionalism um yeah. it's it's just the little like weird twerks things that make you who you are that people mm -hmm. really want because that's the value right right no mm -hmm. that that's very well put and kind of bringing that together with like i think your mission is to help people go ahead and lead the way they are and um you asked me like what would be some pieces of advice that I would tell people to, in terms of leadership, what are the things that they would have to keep in mind? Now, I there's definitely a laundry list of things that I could probably give you, <laughs> but then I'm gonna keep it really simple and I'm gonna summarize it into three C's, okay? Hmm. So the first is confidence. Okay, I'll, I'll list all the three C's first. Confidence, compassion, curiosity mm -hmm. so with confidence is you need confidence to set direction 
you're leading people like where where are we going if you're leading a team or even if you're a uh, team member being comfortable influencing people being able to set direction try different things that requires confidence knowing that it's okay if you fail it's not anything on you it's be willing to try to do stuff and then keep iterating so that requires confidence because nobody wants to feel like oh i'm I'm failing, right? And a lot of people that don't have confidence, if the project fails, it translates to I failed, but that is not true. It's, it's always an iterative process. Second is compassion. Every leader needs to be compassionate and that comes with having that emotional intelligence. Being able to lead people requires you to tune into what are their strengths? And what are their needs? So number one, you can help them grow into where they want to be. And then you know when you can turn to them to help you solve your problem. So that comes from compassion and, and seeing them as people and not people that you're going to say, yep, yep, do this task A through Z and let me know when it's done. I don't call that a leader. And then the last thing is curiosity. So being a lifelong learner, you can't have a static education and then think I'm going to be leading for the rest of my life because you're wrong because you're going to be left very far behind if that that's way. your mental attitude. So that, that would be my summary. Start with that confidence, compassion, curiosity. I love that list a lot. I think that people always look at the confidence and they just forget everything else. <laughs> and um, there's something too that like sometimes I think really it's just as simple as being confident and just with strength to what you say, because that alone is a very large step mm -hmm. with leadership. But that compassion side, that is really when people want to follow you, like not mm -hmm. just have to, but want to. Mm -hmm. And curiosity, that's so interesting that you mentioned that. I've, I've never thought about that but I always say like I like to oh you know what I didn't even realize I said it like this but I like to lead with curiosity and that's just mm. kind of my own personal journey um, yeah just I think it's I like to think of myself as a student of life that's always yeah. learning because there's just so right. many amazing things and kind of like what yeah. you said if you're not continuing to learn yeah like where are you gonna go you're gonna end up exactly. leading people nowhere exactly yeah. and I just spoke with someone uh, a few weeks ago, I released his episode and he was talking about, uh, I guess this, I will add this nugget too for the listeners is he talks about how you should not only be focused on the area that you're working, make an effort to learn the big picture and how all the pieces fit together and building those relationships as you go along because you might know everything about your department, but if you don't know how all the pieces fit together, that prevents you from taking that next step above. Yeah, that's something I like to share with people, especially people who are just starting their business. They mm -hmm. um, want to like outsource things, which is cool, but it's very important to always at least understand, have like a level, like a one-on-one on everything in your business so that you can lead, you can put people in the right positions and mm -hmm. you're practicing that compassion and getting to know everyone. You realize like, oh, you know, actually I asked you to do this, but you might be better off over here. You're right. Um, right. And it also makes you think of empathy as well. I guess I put right. in the compassion. Um, right. In one of our episodes, episode seven, mm 
Um, I like the number of them because I said like, you track, but <laughs> episode seven, I was interviewing a lady, Patricia Kalahar, who, what she does is she actually teaches kids and teens how to start their own business. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. might have to have one of her clients come on your show mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because she, and one of the things that she really preaches there is empathy mm-hmm. and uh, compassion, mm-hmm. um, just from understanding, because not only when leading your own team, but just the your customers and who you're working right. with. Right. There's a very true into there as well. That's that's very true. And I wanted to conclude this with um, an anecdote that we actually talked about last week, and um, we were talking about in the context of job searches, um, just generally how we've gotten responses and one of, uh, I guess I shared with you, one of the responses was from the hiring manager was, I didn't wow him, which reminded me mm-hmm. then of a movie, which is like an older movie called 21, where basically um, an admissions director is asking the student from MIT who's going into Harvard Medical, he's basically applying for a sp- sponsorship and he says, well, the last person who got it was a Korean who didn't only had one leg. So I'll need you to dazzle me before, you know, you could get this sponsorship. And of course, the person in the movie goes on to do this crazy stuff at Vegas and gets arrested and all that and gains all this so-called life experience. And then he <laughs> comes back to uh, the professor and relays the whole, the whole series of events and says, did that dazzle you? So I guess what I want to say here is our journeys and our diversities are what can make us dazzle employers. It's that diversity of thought, which leads to innovation, which makes us more successful, makes companies more successful and makes us better people and makes our society as a whole better. So isn't that dazzle enough is what I would say. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It is sometimes just like, like the smallest things. Like, you know, um, what that actually reminded me of is a time where I dazzled somebody mm-hmm. and it was a complete accident. I was actually stumbling trying to think of something to say in the interview. Like, I really do not like job interviews, but um, yeah, it's just very stressful because I think we always focus so much on trying to dazzle people, but it really is just all internal, that value. So Mm -hmm. it was, um, uh, Josh Gothoff was a hiring manager and um, I did actually get the job, so it was great. Oh, nice. Um, And what actually stood out to him was something I thought was so tiny, like he was just asking me like about me and I'm not the best at answering those questions. But I just mentioned that I like love everything in Marvel. And he just stopped for a second. I'm like, huh. So, you know, I haven't heard that. And I don't think anyone on our team really is like, yeah. a big Marvel person. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even that like I fit in. Like that was something that he yeah. loved too. It was just something unique, just something little that right. was separate. Right. And um, just added some more character. Yeah. And I respect yeah. him for actually asking about you. You know, I right. think that in itself shows me something about that leader where it's, it's beyond the resume. It's beyond these uh, uh, star or bar format questions. It's about mm-hmm. who's Walter and how's he going to fit into my team or, you know, what, what value can he bring to this organization? So definitely respect to that leader. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. With to give him a uh, plaque, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Walter, I think this was so awesome and I enjoyed this conversation and I really hope that both our listener bases um, enjoy this and hopefully both of them have taken a few things away and uh, can use that in their life to move their journey forward. Yeah, I, th I think they really will. And I actually have just one more thing I say I want to ask. Sure. I just thought of, um, I always like to ask people like, what does professionalism mean to you? So um, yeah, in your own words, like how would you um, just describe professionalism? No perfect oh. answers, just whatever comes to mind. Professionalism is maintaining respect for all your coworkers and carrying yourself with a confidence and uh, pride that you know what you're doing is right and you know that you can be yourself and bring your best to a job at any time. I just love made it. that up. You love it? Oh, yeah, that was good. I think that should be like on a postcard or something. Let's trademark yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I think of a lot is the respect as well. And I think yeah. um, those are some like some points that some people on your podcast, uh, people yeah. you've interviewed have kind of touched on respect. And mm -hmm. I know it's, um, it's interesting on our episode, like each person kind of says something different, but there's uh, similar themes to it. Mm -hmm. But um, I like, like to ask people. So would you like to wrap this up for our listeners? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one, you know, thank you all for joining us, everyone from Lead That Thing and also Boss Locks. Um, I think we have some two incredible shows that together will kind of give everyone the tools to really go out there, lead that thing, redefine professionalism their own way, and we're proving that it could be done without having to conform. Yeah. yeah really, um, I enjoyed this. I, I love really it. it. I love it. I did too. Yeah. Thank you. And see you next time. Yes. Take care.